This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast, everyone. So as you would all know, I lost my voice this week. Like I completely lost it. So I still sound somewhat croaky today. So please excuse the sound of my voice, but at least I can talk now. Oh my goodness, not having a voice has been so frustrating. You don't realize like, I guess like, duh, Tash, you use your voice for everything. But it's so frustrating. It was nothing I could do. I had to type out everything for a day, for a whole 24 hours. I literally couldn't talk. Do you know how hard it was trying to parent Sunny without talking? It was an absolute nightmare. Anyway, I'm very thankful to have my croaky voice back. And I'm really excited to share this podcast episode with you guys today. This is going to be a bit of a story time and a really vulnerable, open conversation that I really want to have with you all. On this platform, I kind of feel like we can connect closer. It's almost like we can just have a conversation together and I can really be open and honest with you about situations in my life that have occurred that I feel like I've learned from and that I really think you guys can take value from. And that's what I'm hoping this conversation is. But before we get stuck into the podcast episode, I would just love for you guys, if you haven't already, to leave us a review, a rating, make sure you're following, you've subscribed to the podcast. It actually makes such a big difference. It really helps to support me, but also to spread the word to other women. So go ahead, do that, even screenshot and send it to me, my DMs. I would appreciate that so much. I'll send you back a little voice memo of me squealing of happiness. Okay, so let's get stuck into the good stuff. So this podcast episode is going to be about my mental health journey. Now, the inspiration for this podcast episode came from a friend actually this week who I know is suffering with depression and was having a really bad day. And I remember thinking back at times in my life where I've been really down and feeling like I was really alone and I would search to find people that felt the same way that I did. And I remember sometimes not being able to find that and actually not being able to find people that I thought were somewhat successful that have had times in their lives where things have been really bad and maybe they felt hopeless. And that's what I want this podcast episode to be for you. This is going to be hope for you because I've been through a lot when it comes to my mental health journey and there has been times where I thought I would never ever get better but my life is super blessed today and to be honest with you I still struggle with my mental health at points and I'm going to be super open and honest about that because there's nothing to hide it doesn't make me less of a person. It doesn't make me less strong. It just means that I need to make sure I'm on top of my game and I've created tools. I have tools in my tool belt that help me overcome days that are really bad. And I'm just hoping that this podcast episode is going to be really encouraging to you all. And I hope that we can really connect and you can resonate with my story and you just, you get value from this conversation. So let's get stuck into it. Okay. Let's go back to young Tash, my upbringing. So I actually had a very blessed upbringing. I have to say, I love my family. I've got really good memories of my upbringing. Things weren't perfect, 
However, I guess when I think about like the basics, I always felt loved. I felt safe and I never really felt alone. I felt like my parents really loved and cared for me. And I know that's not everyone's story. And so I'm really, really thankful for that. However, you know, just like any family, you have your ups and downs. And we had we had a lot of inconsistencies growing up. I moved around a lot. There was a lot of financial stress, really bad financial stress. And um, that, you know, without me really knowing at the time, kind of made me into a bit of a perfectionist, a bit of a control freak. And also made me a bit of a people pleaser, which led me to make decisions in my life that weren't decisions I made for myself, but to appease other people and to make others happy. And that really surfaced um, in my adult life. And maybe we'll touch on that a little bit more later on in the episode. But overall, I had a I had a great upbringing. I really didn't suffer much with my mental health. I mean, I definitely had anxiety growing up and I didn't realize it was anxiety. But overall, I was pretty like I was pretty happy up until my late teen years. And it's really difficult for me to to kind of explain what happened because I'm very sensitive and respectful of other people and maybe relationships I've had in my life that haven't been great. And I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. So I'm going to sound a little bit vague here, but just keep in mind that's because I'm trying to be respectful of other people who, you know, don't have a platform to kind of share their side of the story. But I ended up in a situation that was really not great, that caused me quite a lot of trauma, basically. And it floored me because I had had a pretty good life somewhat. Like I would say overall, it was pretty cruisy. And then this thing kind of hit me and I felt incredibly out of control in my life and incredibly wounded and hurt like my heart was shattered into a million pieces the pain was almost it felt painful like I'm not sure if you've ever had your heart completely broken but it felt like I could feel a physical pain so this was really a result of um, a situation where I really suffered abuse essentially Um, and it was really yucky Anyway, I'm in this situation and I don't quite know how to get myself out of it. And I'm my my mind has just sort of taken a bit of control and, and thought, okay, well, what can we focus on in life that we can control that can maybe distract us from the pain that we're feeling? And this is where my story comes in with exercise because I found running and I began to love running and the dopamine hit I would get after running was incredible. And I very quickly became reliant on exercise to make me feel better. Deep down, I was probably quite depressed and that became my medicine. But unfortunately, you know, anything that is used and abused too much becomes a bad thing, even if it is a good thing. And before I knew it, I ended up being in a position where I relied on exercise. I had to exercise every single day. And then it became about controlling what I was eating. And I had no idea at the time that I had developed an eating disorder, but I became terrified of gaining weight. I became terrified of eating certain foods and, and now my life was completely controlled by food and by exercise. I became really depressed at this point, really depressed. And I eventually went to the doctor and they talked to me about seeing a psychologist. I went and saw a psychologist and he said, I think you have anorexia and 
I was so shocked to hear that. I had no idea I had an eating disorder. I had no idea. I was so stuck in my own head and the illness had taken control that I was oblivious. And that really kind of shook me and it kind of really scared me. At that point, I knew things kind of had to change and I didn't want to stay the way that I was, but I was terrified of letting go of control because I had this false narrative in my mind that, you know, with food, if I had just allowed myself to gain weight and eat more, that the that would just be the worst thing that could ever potentially happen in my life. Now, looking back at that, I know that that was just a way to distract myself from actually feeling my feelings, which was I was heartbroken and actually quite traumatized. So... I ended up seeing a psychologist. I worked with them for a few years and I got better. I really did get better. I have a really strong faith in God and there was a pivotal point in my life where I really felt like God stepped in and he really, really helped my mind and somewhat took away the extreme fear of gaining weight and I was able to kind of get myself much healthier. And so that was really great. However, I still suffered with both anxiety and depression. So in my 20s, there were times when things were really good and I felt okay. And then there were times where I was really very depressed and I would almost have like depressive episodes. I was a very highly anxious person. I had to have everything in order. I had lists upon lists. And, you know, once again, hindsight's amazing. Looking back, I was just trying to always think about a bucket, right? And there's holes in the bucket and it's this bucket's filling up with water and I'm just trying to put sticky tape and masking tape on those holes to try to keep everything together. But there's, there's water that keeps seeping out and that's because I'm not actually dealing with the issue. I'm trying to mask over issues by distracting myself and trying to find other things that can take my attention away from how I was actually feeling. Depression is a really yucky thing. And the way that I kind of describe it is being in a hole. I felt like I was in this dark hole that was so consuming that I just couldn't get myself out of it. Nothing would work. And I remember feeling like there I had lost myself, like there would be no way I'd ever go back to the person that I was. And I was stuck miserable like this forever. And that was a really horrible, horrible place to be in and a horrible mindset to be in as well, because if there's no hope, then what's the point, right? Now, all of this came to a massive head one year where I began to feel really strange. I felt really weird. And I couldn't quite explain how I was feeling. And I remember speaking to my mum and I said, mum, I feel weird. And I tried to describe it to her, but I couldn't quite articulate it. And she said to me, oh, you know, it sounds like you're depressed. Like you should go see the doctor. You sound like you've got depression. And I was like, in my head, I thought, no, 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 because I know what depression feels like. This is something different. But I just couldn't articulate how I was feeling. And the only way I could explain it was, I feel like I'm in a dream. I remember walking along the beach and looking at people absolutely perplexed at how they were even conversing and conversation and connecting with each other. I felt disconnected and it was scary because I couldn't connect. I couldn't connect with people. It was like, it was like there was a barrier between me and the whole world And here I am just looking at life, but not actually in it. And I know that sounds really trippy, 
But that's how I was feeling. And I was really scared because I knew something was up, but I didn't quite know what was going on. So alongside of this, I started to have really self-destructive thoughts pop into my head and I started to act on those behaviors. So just doing things really out of character and things that were detrimental. So that, that went against my own values that were harming me, not physically harming me, but setting me up for you know, to be in really uncomfortable, not so great positions and just doing reckless things that I've always been a pretty much a goody two shoes. Like, and I was just doing things really out of character and I felt somewhat out of control. I had begun to abuse alcohol, which I never drank. Like I'm, I still don't drink really now. Um, but I was just obviously making very bad decisions as you do when you're intoxicated and my family stepped in and was like hold on like something needs to change what is going on with you and I was actually so thankful for that because I didn't want to keep doing what I was doing because I knew where that was going to lead me and it wasn't going to be anywhere good so I eventually was able to see another psychologist and that was life-changing for me because she gave me answers to why I was doing what I was doing. At this point, I felt really scared. I didn't know what was happening. I knew I was depressed, but I didn't know why I felt so disconnected from other people and why I was acting out so unlike myself. So she diagnosed me with something called complex post-traumatic stress disorder. So you've probably heard of PTSD and you hear about a lot of soldiers that come back from war that have PTSD. Complex post-traumatic stress disorder is when someone has undergone some kind of trauma for a prolonged period of time which is what I had so the trauma that I had experienced had been year upon year upon year and what happens is is you get to a place where they say you feel safe enough to fall apart which is what was essentially happening to me I'd gotten myself out of that situation and then I was actually able to my mind was actually trying to process the trauma and I was experiencing something called disassociation and derealization And it's amazing because that's the way that the mind tries to really kind of figure out what has just happened and how do we deal with this trauma in order to keep this person safe. And what's interesting is that disassociation is actually an experience that a lot of people have and will experience in their life. It's quite common. There's different levels of severity to it. However, a lot of us and our minds will actually deal with things by disconnecting to those things. So... I started some medication, some antidepressants, which I didn't really like and uh, didn't really help me. I am now on medication that is like an antidepressant, but it also helps with my ADHD, which I know I've spoken to you guys all about. And that's been a really, really, that's been very helpful for me. So I started to take that and almost within about a week, I started to feel better, which was amazing. And I still take that to this day. However, medication doesn't just fix everything. Now, The process and the journey of going from where I was feeling very disconnected, very depressed was a good couple of years to feel somewhat like myself again. What I found really difficult was learning to trust other people, allowing other people to come into my life and feel safe around those other people. And for me to actually forgive myself for all the things that I had done that I felt didn't align with my values and that I felt had brought me so much shame. 
I was really stuck in a lot of shame for a long period of time, which kept me stuck because I felt like how on earth can I move on from all of these things that I've done and this person that I had become when I knew that wasn't me. I was almost continuing to punish myself instead of letting it go. And in fact, you know what? That just made that that pit of depression and anxiety even worse. Forgiving others is really hard, but forgiving yourself is even harder. And if you don't forgive yourself, you will end up miserable. We all do things in life that we're not proud of. We're human. We all make mistakes. And the biggest lesson I have learned in my life is that I need to take ownership of every decision that I've made. Even, you know, if there was a situation where I was I was unwell and I made decisions that I didn't make in my right mind. Yeah, that can make me feel terrible about myself, but I know that ultimately that's not me. And each day that I wake up is a new opportunity. Start again. The road to becoming myself again took years of therapy. It took failures. It took trying new things. It took stepping out of my comfort zone. It took you know, times where I felt like it was too hard and I wanted to give up, but I needed to push past it. I remember having to sit with the pain. So really dealing with my hurt in my heart and why I was so sad. And that was the hardest thing that I have ever experienced in my life, facing my heartbreak, facing my trauma and facing why I was so sad. But if I didn't do that, I knew that things wouldn't change. And the great thing about it is that when you look your fears in the face, when you deal with your issues, that's where freedom lies and that's where joy is. So now being 31 years old, I've learned a lot and I know I still have a lot to learn. And there are still times, and I really want to make this very clear, there are times I absolutely struggle with my mental health. In fact, depression creeps in quite a bit for me. I have to be really wary of my energy. And there are some times, some days, some weeks where it's very hard for me to get out of bed in the morning. And the biggest blessing in my life has been my son. Having Sonny there, he is the light of my life and he is my motivation in everything that I do. In fact, let me just correct that. I have two things that motivate me in my life and that is my son and it's also my faith in God. Both of those two things give me purpose and they are actually what inspire me to get up here and do what I do on a daily basis and try to impact your life and make your life better or just connect with you and bring value to you because I feel like this is a really big part of my own purpose is to give back and to help women love themselves and live a full and happy life because I've been miserable and I've been really skinny and this is what I like to talk about you know the times in my life when I've been the fittest and I've looked the leanest I have been the most miserable I have been the most lonely and I have felt the most lost doing the inner work is ultimately the only way you are going to overcome whatever it is right now you are dealing with you can't brush things under the rug You can't run away from your problems or your hurts. You need to face them. And I would hate for any of you to go through what I went through because I I just tried to pretend that they weren't there for so long and it catches up with you. It really catches up with you. And I could have probably saved myself a lot of hurt, but I'm actually very grateful that I've been through what I've been through because it allows me to be empathetic to others. And I think that's a really beautiful gift. And I believe out of every dark moment, God brings out something that's full of light. And 
I don't want to waste any kind of hard thing that I've been through in my life. I want to be able to learn from it, bring out the gem from that and share it with others. However, if I can save you from going through the hurt that I've been through, then that's wonderful. So now I want to talk to you about how I deal with bad mental health days. What do I do when I wake up in the morning and I have a, such a heaviness in my heart, which I do, you know, depression is feels like a blanket sometimes. And like, how, how do I get out of that? The truth is, is that I don't. There are just some days, some weeks that suck, right? And I'm aware of that. But there are some things that I try to implement on those days. And let me just tell you that it's the last thing that I want to do because on those days, I literally just want to stay in bed all day. But there are non-negotiables. And these are habits that I've built in my life that regardless of how I feel, because I'm not going to be dictated by my feelings, I'm going to create habits that I know are going to allow me to be the person that I want to be. And that is going to require me to take action when I don't want to take action. So what are the habits that help me when I'm having a really bad day? Number one, I move my body. I exercise. Now, this doesn't mean just going to the gym. This could mean going for a walk, getting outside in the sun, I think is really wonderful. But I move my body and I don't move my body to punish myself or to thrash myself. I do it because I know that when I move my body, I always feel better. Second is I practice gratitude. Now, this is really difficult because when you're feeling depressed, it can feel like there is nothing good in your life, but there is always, always good in your life. And if it's even as simple as like the fact that you have a bed to sleep in or a roof over your head, but what that does is get your brain out of this negative cycle of only thinking about bad things and how you're not good enough and how your life sucks to actually there are things in my life that are really good and I am really blessed in this capacity. And even if it's really basic things, gratitude is very important. The next thing I do is I sit with my feelings. I allow myself to feel crappy. Like if it's just a bad day, I go, do you know what? This is a bad day and I feel really terrible right now and I'm not going to try and fight it because as soon as you try and fight it, you almost feel anxious about the fact that you're feeling terrible, right? You can't change it. Some days just suck and everyone has bad days, but that doesn't mean you're a bad person and it also doesn't mean that you have a bad life. What I then want to do is figure out why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. Now, sometimes there is no reason. Sometimes, especially with mental health, you can just, you can have so much going on in your life that's positive, but you can feel terrible. You can feel so super lonely. You can feel isolated and there's no real reason as to why you should be feeling sad. However, there are triggers in our life. So we think about, okay, well, has something in my life triggered me to have a really bad day today? Has someone said something that has reminded me of X, Y, Z? And actually journaling, sitting down and journaling and figuring out why I'm potentially feeling the way that I am and have I been triggered. The next point is I try to reach out to someone that I trust and that I love, like a friend or someone really close to me that I know that I can disclose how I'm feeling to. And they're not there to fix it for me, but they're there just to hear me out and let me have a whinge and complain. And that just getting that off your chest is is really wonderful. And if you can find one to two people, that's all you need in your life that you can really trust to just reach out to when you're having a bad day. That can make all the difference. Because feeling alone and isolated will only exacerbate your feelings of depression and anxiety. And then lastly, I want to touch on something that has been such a game changer for me. And that is when we get our own in our own head or we're feeling really flattened down. And I've been very depressed at times and I understand sometimes this is not going to be doable. However, Making yourself do something for somebody else or give back in some capacity is so powerful. 
When you give back to somebody or you make someone's day or you buy someone a coffee or you just do some sort of small gesture of kindness, you will have a little dopamine hit. You will feel good regardless. You just will, right? And sometimes that's enough to snap you out of the negative cycle and narrative running around in your mind. It can also get you out of your own head. And when we're in our own head, that is where things go wrong. All we do is think about ourselves and our situation and how we're miserable. You're just feeding on that negativity. When if you can break that cycle by actually focusing on somebody else, it's amazing how much clarity you can actually have over your situation and how you can kind of think about things logically like, oh, maybe things aren't that bad. And maybe when I start to focus on somebody else, I take that attention off of myself. I don't live in my own head as much. I can actually think clearer. Now, obviously, this is just all my advice, my own personal experience. If you are really suffering with severe mental health, like you need to go and seek out a professional and I highly urge you to do that. And maybe you need to go on medication. Listen, I'm on medication and it's great. I love it. It helps me so much. There should be no stigma around that. And sometimes we just need help. Like my little brain struggles with dopamine. I mean, I've got ADHD too, so it struggles and it needs a bit of a hit sometimes. And that's okay. Like I'm going to do that. If that's going to allow me to live a happy, healthy, full life, then I'm more than happy to take a tablet for the rest of my life. But really, if there's anything I want you to walk away from from this podcast is that you are not alone, regardless of what you're going through now. You know, I probably felt it in some capacity. It might not be exactly the same, but I felt lonely. I felt so lonely. I felt like I've had no one in my life. I felt like a complete failure. I felt not good enough. I have felt like I've disappointed other people. I felt such immense shame. I felt so many negative emotions that I thought I would never, ever be able to get rid of or overcome. But here I am, like happy, healthy, successful. I have all that I could possibly want in life. And I still have days where I feel terrible, but there is always, always hope. And if you truly feel alone, like you have nobody, you have me. Send me a DM, send me a voice memo. We can discuss things. We can have a bit of a cry. We can complain. And then we can figure out how we can get you out of that situation that you're in. Because it takes, it doesn't take one thing. You know, I just talked about taking medication. It's not just a tablet that's going to fix it. You need to be looking at your diet. Are you eating the right foods? Are you moving your body? Are you seeking a therapist? Are you dealing with the root cause as to why you are feeling the way that you're feeling? There are all these things that you need to address in order to get better. But trying to do it alone and without any help is going to be impossible. So that is my story, guys. I, I really hope you enjoyed that. I hope you bought some value out of it. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. Like, make sure you let me know, you know, what you thought of the podcast episode. Um, and if you think it's going to help someone, make sure you take a screenshot of it or share it with them, post it onto your stories and get them to listen to it. Because the, the worst thing that we can do is feel isolated and alone in our own problems when in fact each and every one of us have got stuff going on and we just need to be more transparent, more vulnerable and share. Now, a change of pace before I wrap up this podcast, I am going to answer a listener question. So remember, if you are following me on Instagram, you could head or TikTok, you can head to the link in my bio. There is a form there where you can actually ask me a question and I will answer it on the podcast for you. So today's question is from Christina, Instagram handle 
Blagar, Christina. Now, her question is, how much time should pass until you see results for building muscle? Great question. Now, as you now at the beginning of your fitness journey, it's really easy to build muscle. In fact, you'll build muscle very, very, very quickly. And I would say that anyone that's at the beginning of their journey, it's really the first couple of years, to be honest. If you are following a good training program, your nutrition is in check, you're going to build muscle pretty quickly, which is awesome. However, once you move out of the beginner stage, things get more difficult. It's actually really hard to build muscle once you've moved out of that newbie gains period of your life. It takes a lot of hard work, consistency, making sure you're eating the right amount of foods. So it really depends on where you're at in your journey. I would say if you're at the beginning of your journey and you are actually really doing things the right way, so you're progressively overloading with your training, then you are going to build muscle really quickly, which is exciting because you can see big changes in your body quite quickly. However, you will get to a point where things get a little bit harder and the changes aren't going to be as significant. And that's just the way that it is. But the beautiful thing is that with fitness, it becomes a lifestyle. It becomes a part of your life. And so You don't just work out to build muscle, but you work out because it's great for your mental health that we've just talked about today, but also for longevity, for general health, for strength and all of those really great things. All right, guys, that is it from me. Please make sure you take a screenshot of this podcast, share it onto your stories and let me know if there's any particular topics you want me to cover for the podcast. I love getting your suggestions and I have a list that I'm adding them to every time I get a DM from you guys. I think, oh, that's a great suggestion. I will absolutely record a podcast episode on that. All right, guys, that's it from me. Big love, Coach Tash. 